Well, I was gonna, you know, save this for later, but might as well just put it out now. But like, I think one of the things that they've done here is, I wouldn't be surprised if they just go six man out of the jump. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I know that this is gonna ruffle feathers of the traditional baseball minds, but like for the first two, three months of the season, like I don't think I'm letting Nola and Wheeler pitch more than five innings to start. And wow, I don't, I don't disagree. I just love you're absolutely right. This is the kind of thing where old school baseball fans would not like that. They wouldn't, but I'm not, I'm not letting them pitch more than five or six innings to start five innings in a perfect world. And then I'm getting through the rest of the game with like the falters, the Plasmires, the Chris Sanchez's, um, you know, whether that's Griff, whether that's, um, any of these guys like that, that gives you four options, um, that, that they should give you some depth to where, you know, you can extend these games and you don't have to ride Wheeler and Nola into the ground so that they're not tired come come September, come when the innings get, get you know, more important. And this is kind of what they did last year. It was like last year, they, they essentially gave Wheeler a month off. You yeah. know, with Nola, they started giving him extra rest to make sure he's good to go. And it ended up benefiting them. Wheeler had a bit of a dead arm, I think, in the playoffs, but. But still, you know, I mean, who knows what it would have been if they hadn't have given in that time, right? I mean, does he even make it through the playoffs if it were exactly. for, for that? So that got? Um, I just have this idea that they're heading into the year. They know that Nola pitched 230-some innings. Uh, Wheeler, 175, and pitching into Game 6 of the World Series. Go six men right from the jump. Let those guys pitch like five innings. Um, and then hand it over the rest of the bullpen and kind of... Kind of manage your way through this thing until you get to hopefully the postseason and you can go from there. And then, you know, around mid-August, September, start ramping them up, you know, say, okay, now it's go time. Like, we got we to gotta shut this thing down. We get Bryce back. And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't screw them early. Obviously, well, it's yeah. plan. That's that, and that's the part of it, right, is that is it, it's that you're in the toughest division in the sport and you're going mm-hmm. up against two teams that are both hundred coming up 101 win seasons or whatever it is, 101 seasons like that. And, and it does matter to win the division. Look, we saw the Phillies go on a run in the wild card game this year and go from there, but it's, you don't want to, you don't want to have to play those extra games. You don't want to have to be a part of that first round, even though I know there was a lot of success for the wild card teams in the second round. And there's the argument with momentum and all that stuff. But I mean, ideally, the regular season is going to matter for this Phillies team. They can't just coast to the playoffs. Like, they need to try and win this division. They need to try and set themselves up for playoff success. But, but having said that, even with that in mind, I think you're right, Jack. I think that the only way that they can, again, unless that, and look, the other part that we don't talk about is if they're in a certain position at the deadline and they can trade McAbel for a starter or this or that, and you can change your team still in season. But, like, I, I just don't see how you make a deep run in the playoffs if you don't get Nolan Wheeler rest throughout the season. Like, I just don't see how those guys could do what they did last year, come back after, again, a, a short off season. We're not used to that either. They played in November. We're usually done at the end, end of September. Um, you know, that I don't know how you can't. You have to get those guys rest. You can't just say, all right, go out and do it again. Like, they, they will not last. They won't. Um, and it's kind of like why they should sit Jalen today. Um, oh, who cares about the Eagles today, Jack? It's a, it's, a, it's a Philly Sunday. What are we doing here? Yep, yep. They're 16 point favorites. I'm sure Gardner Minshew couldn't beat Davis Webb today. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like, you, you, I do love that they, they, they're like the whole like Giants not playing their starters went from Tyrod Taylor to like, ah, we're just gonna throw Davis. He hasn't thrown a pass. <laughs> yeah, in the like, NFL. Oh, our, oh, we care so little about this game that we don't even want to get our backup quarterback hurt. 
cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But we got to get Hertz out there because oh, they're gonna blow it. Um, who's not 100? Anyway, it's just whatever. Um, that was way too much Eagles talk. What are we doing here? <laughs> I know it's Gregory's photo today. Um, yes. but yeah, it's like they have to be. I know, I know this is, I know like Angelo might come out of retirement if they come out and they're like, listen, Wheeler and Nola, no more than five innings to start. Like, I think we, I think Angelo signs a three year deal, a three year extension. Yeah, I'm back in the middays in that yeah. case. No, yeah. Nothing changes for me. Yeah. And I know like it, it sounds insane, but they have the depth now. Like, we don't have to, this is what, and this is what the, now it's not the best example because they choke every year, but this is essentially what the Dodgers right. have done. You know, the Dodgers don't let their guys get overworked. Um, now, I do think it does have to be a balance. Like, I don't think you can do this throughout the entire year and expect them to go into the postseason and be like, all right, give me seven. You need now. those. And, and A, and also you need your relievers to be fresh, too. I know you have a bunch of guys that you can go through, but you don't want to do it to the point where you overwork some of these guys where you don't get the best Soto or the best Alvarado or the best. I mean, we saw those guys. I mean, Alvarado. I mean, that was one of the biggest reasons they ended up losing is because he just didn't have anything left in the tank by the end of it. You know, so you got to yeah. worry about both sides of that. It's not just the starters. It's also those relievers. Yeah. Like and in the November and, and stuff, too. And you probably extended to the bullpen, too. Like, no back to backs until yeah. July. You know, Joe Girardi. Oh, he's finally he's got back. his team. Would you let Joe Girardi come back and manage his team now that he has like a, <laughs> he essentially has a super team that he essentially has like a super bullpen? Would you yeah, let Joe come a... back? <laughs> Say, oh, all right. Man. We we got you what you were looking for. You, we've basically built what you had in New York. Yeah. Uh, now now go try to win with it. Um, but yeah, I, like now the difference is is that last year they had to pitch the guys on back to back because they didn't have the depth. Like Knable should have been pitching back to backs and those guys because they need wins. And look and what happened at Knable, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So now with the depth they have, which uh, with the top seven where yeah, you could trust some of those guys. I, four or five of them to close out a game. Um, you can kind of mix and match and, and man, what what real quick. Can we just not gloss over the stage that you just like, we have four dudes who can come in and close a game. What the Phillies? Is that allowed? Jack? Is dude. that allowed? Dude, between that and uh, Craig Kimbrell in his like press conference the other day talking about how the Phillies biomechanics or whatever like got him sold on everything. It's like, what am I? What, are, what world are we living in right now? To where like the Phillies have a smart world, Phillies uh, smart team world. I think they have like the second most uh, like analytics isn't the right word, but like the second most like scientists guys like wow. whatever in Love in it. baseball behind like, uh, the Dodgers. It makes me it makes me so happy to hear that. Well, now it, like listen. Listen, and factor in that they're building a 300 some million dollar complex down in Clearwater to make it even like more souped up. And my start tearing up. Honestly, Phillies. this is more this is more important to me than when we're entering the golden era of the Phillies. All this stuff. It's good. Dombrowski set up the organization for success. What is Dude, it's so era? funny. It's like I just wish he'd go back to the beginning. Like when Dave Dombrowski walked in and he was like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And like Middleton's like, sweet. I don't know. I'm t- just take cool. it. Just cool. Whatever. Just yeah, Here's you got my it. checkbook. Go ahead. Whatever you need, buddy. That's what they're doing, dude. That's what I they're know. doing. That is what they're doing is that, you know, listen, you can have Steve Cohen all you want. You can, but without the right guy running the team, it doesn't ultimately matter. And You're- like the Phillies have a good mix. It's so true. And also to your point, I think Middleton always wanted to be the type of owner who who trusted the he did trust Clintac and McPhail too much, even right to the point where at the end he kind of just had to step in and start doing things and get involved and doing the Harper stuff and all that. But like 
I think that ideally Middleton wanted someone there that he just felt confident, knew what he was doing, and he could give him money and support him and let him do it. The problem was with Clentac and McPhail, he couldn't trust them. And he found that out. And he's like, oh, crap, I can't give them my money. I can't let them do this stuff. I have to be involved. I think ideally he this is what Middleton wanted to. Well, you know? and um, the other thing that has made me realize is that, you know, I think that in a perfect, like, I think um, he wanted, I think they wanted to hire Haim or whatever. And the difference between Haim is that the Red Sox, like, wanted to build the Rays from a standpoint of, like, not spending any money. That's Whereas the, the Phillies, have, essentially, if things go to plan, you know, the, 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 the Dodgers hired Friedman. And then we're also like, hey, you can go spend a ton of money as well. And it's like, it's almost, they are almost developing a perfect mix. Now, the last thing that they have to get completely right is um, developing hitters and drafting and, and developing and, hitters and more guys through the draft and, and figuring that out. But even that, like, even that, they did a whole overhaul, James. Like, they hired another guy from Driveline that's all like biomechanics. He's like, I saw it. Biomechanics here got hired by the Phillies. It's like, yeah. you're damn right you did, buddy. Yeah. Damn right you did. Don't know what you do. Couldn't couldn't explain it to anyone, but no, I don't even know, I don't even really know what a biomechanist does, but I want a room full of them down, yeah. in, down in, in the in the complex. Yes, but I, like I, you you read everything they're going through with the player development stuff, and it's like they want a, a mixture of old school and new school. They're developing a Phillies way, like they're they're well, bringing they, in I new. Mean, what does this sound like? Well, I've never heard these concepts except the yeah. entire history of this podcast. Again, we we gave them the, the blueprint. And yeah, uh, to their credit, listen, they got some. Listen, we were wrong, Nebraska, you know, whatever yeah. we, we might have been wrong, but they're doing everything we wanted. And now they added Gregory Soto. 